It's the Wiener Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wiener Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wiener Walker Jr. Podcast. Hey, it's Wiener Walker Jr., the Pussy King, the Pop Country Killing Machine. <sighs> Got a good guest on the show today, Kip Moore. Um, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard a lot of his shit, but um, my buddy Luke Dick had always said good things about him, and I was happy to have him over here to do the podcast, and he was up for it. And I'll say, you know, he's a really cool dude, and I, lo- I like talking to him. And um, you know, the stuff I've heard, I think is, is you know, it's good. I like I like a guy, who, you know, who's authentic to himself. He's a cool guy, and it was cool to chat with him and we hung out a little bit after he's a good dude so check him out new album slow heart he sells a lot of tickets and sells a lot of albums so i don't want to you know you know pimp him too much you know buy my album instead of his but he's doing fine but um, i think he said his first album in platinum so yeah he's got money so i don't need to promote him at all just keep listening to me but um good dude um uh, i like the guy so um uh and he ain't making no pop country. This is this is pretty pretty real shit. So hope you enjoy it. See ya. Here's the interview. Here you go. It's the Wheeler Walker Junior Podcast. It's Wheeler Walker Junior Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Junior Podcast. All right, we're recording here with Kip Moore, who just said he's was talking to my buddy Jaron on the way over. Where do you know Jaron from? Did you guys play something together? Uh, not Jaron. I met probably, I would say, eight years ago, seven or eight years ago in this town. Um, and my publisher knew of him and, and and thought that we would have a good time writing together. So hooked us up, and I went over to his house, and we we had a blast that whole day. We laughed our asses off, and he's just he's he's a salt of the earth. He's one of my favorite people. He's all yeah, yeah. Jaron Johnson for people that don't know who we're talking about from Cadillac 3. And I love that band. I mean, it's just a killer they're band. So, they're so damn good. And there's man. nothing else like it. Is what I love about it. Nah, man. You know, when it's um for me um you know cuz you know, I I feel like I'm 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 a musical person and I uh, I find myself getting really frustrated with guys like that not finding the success that I know that they would like to have. You know, it's it's a tough thing when I know Jaron's got more, you know, musical talent as Pinky than so many people in this town, and it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's I a mean, tough thing. For I, always, to, I always say, too, like, you know, it's just because of the climate right now. It's just like there's no there's no real space for what, he's, what they're doing, you know. Because I, I always tell them that would have been my fucking favorite band in yeah. high school, you know, because yeah. it wasn't cool to like country when I was in high school in Kentucky, but... We all loved, like, you know, Zeppelin and all that shit. Like, that would have yeah. been a cool middle ground for us, you know. But ro- no rock station will play that shit, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean live, man. You know, Jaron, we took we took the Cadillac 3 out, I think, like, two years ago. We did a run through Canada together and then out to the West Coast. And just so much fun to watch. I love it when I go tour with a band. Like, I got Drake out, Drake White with me now. And I, oh, I, I enjoy the- watching his show. It's a fun thing to have that musical experience together, so... Yeah, it's cool, cool to give the the fans a good a, a good show because I I have trouble doing that because no no one will fucking open for yeah. me. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool cool to give them a good bill, you know. Yeah. Because that seems to be the country thing in country, you know. Like, you'll have big acts open up for like Kenny Chesney, you know. Yeah. Like like Miranda Lambert, who can headline yeah. herself, she'll open up for Kenny Chesney. Yeah. You know, they'll put a whole bill together. It's pretty cool. So anyway, let's get to a little more to the point. Kit Moore here, new album, Slow Heart. How yeah. is fairly new, right? When did it come uh, out? Late September. Yeah. yeah, so we, 
put it out late September, and then we immediately started touring around it. And we got this this weekend's our last weekend touring around. It. It's been of all the the records, you know, the I say all, you know, it's only been three, but this is seems to be the most passion. Wild ones created a, a crazy buzz, and um, this one has been though. Um, the f- the most tickets and the, the the fastest we've been selling out shows and and oh, it's yeah? just been it's been a special tour so far. Cool. Yeah. How do I get me one of those? Yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah I can't I can't get that fucking buzz. I mean, I guess it helps too if you're allowed if the doesn't cost four hundred thousand dollars to play you on the fucking radio and fines. You know, the, I did an yeah. interview. I just I don't mean to vent to you, but I did an interview. What this show, Ty Kelly and something. Yeah, Ty Kelly and Chuck. Yeah, they didn't fucking air that. I woke up at six in the morning. Well, you can't say fuck. I, mean, not I didn't. Gonna, I didn't not no, I, did, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't say fuck. I did, it was clean. I woke up at six in the fucking morning. I'm just saying now. Drove over there. They had a studio audience. I'm listening to them doing the interview, and they just didn't air it. I'm like, what the fuck did I drive out here for? You know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. There's no answer for it. But it's happened to me, believe it or not, a few times. I think people just want to say they talk to me or want an in- Instagram Maybe. picture or something. It's like, yeah, we had, yeah, we're, we don't give a fuck. We had Wheeler Walker Jr. in the studio. And then they, and, uh, yeah, I would, I would, yeah. I think I made too much, you know, I think I made fun of too many of the artists they play. Yeah, that might not, that, that, this, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, I have to be careful myself. I've gotten myself in a lot of trouble for saying what I think and what I feel. And it, it, this can be a, uh, yeah, it can, you got to ride the safe, the, the safe lane of politics a lot of times in this town. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, people get sensitive uh, pretty quick. Yeah, this is a, I mean, I'll tell you what, for these these quote-unquote badass motherfuckers, there's some sensitive pieces of shit out there, too, you know. Like, I've had people call me like, hey, man, you um, you blocked my buddy on Instagram. He wants to know if he can get back in. Then he gets back in. Really? Yeah, he's like, he gets this back in. This is a true story. Yeah, and he, go, he gets, like... <laughs> Whatever to get blocked, you got to you got to go out of your way, you know, say some crazy yeah. shit and like message me, you know, your picture of your dick or whatever. And he wanted back in. I said, sure, I'll put him back in. First thing he does, he leaves a comment, "Fuck you for blocking me," and I blocked him again. It's like, you know, just don't be a dick. It's not that hard. But it, well, it brings up a good point what you're saying because I first you came to my attention. I mean, I knew who you were through through my buddy Luke Dick. Okay, and Luke wrote a couple songs on Slow Heart. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you, how'd you meet him? Um, yeah, and that's my first outside cut ever was uh, was with Luke. Um, I, I I met Luke through Weston Davis, who people don't know about Weston, but one of the most talented lyricists um, that is in this town. Period. Um, and Weston and I've been writing for years, and I went over to Luke's house one day with him, and I just I love the quirky nature of yeah, Luke, for, and for, everything's for, so left field. For people, with him. for people who don't know. I had Luke on the podcast. Actually, people don't know he writes a lot for Eric Church. Yeah, and or with Eric Church, and you know he's got his own band, which is a really cool, oh, weird man. band, badass band, Republican Hair. We did some shows together, um, and uh, yeah, so definitely check him out or listen to the podcast with him. But what I and I actually printed it out. You um, it was after after Charlottesville, you put this long Instagram post. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you can look, people can look it up on your Instagram. I think it's still up there, unless yeah. unless they. Unless you change your mind, it was no. I'm still was, up there. I grew up in South Georgia, so I'm 100 percent aware of what racism looks like, sounds like, and what it feels like when you hear it out of another's mouth. I was lucky to have parents that never instilled that toxic hatred in my bloodline. However, I did have a few friends that occasionally used the N-word in their vocabulary. I'd have nu- numerous fights and arguments about why they would say shit like that. Eventually, driving a wedge between any surface friendship we even had to begin with, and cut 
those people from my life. Anyway, it goes on for a while. I don't want to read the whole thing because people can read it themselves. But and this seemed like something weird to even have to say in, in 2017. I guess my question is, I, that was that was very flo- much that was uh, floating around a lot in my world, and I, I was yeah. like, it was like you know you gotta check this out. And I read, I mean, no offense to you, I'm like, yeah, he's not a racist. Like, what's this is not front page yeah. news. You know, you know the, uh, I, I'll be honest, man. It, it, this is one of the topics I, 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 I struggle with a whole lot. All the work that I do is always in the inner cities. Um, you know, I grew up in the heart of it, and I spent my and, whole life where, where was that? Uh, in South Georgia in Tifton. And and I, I, I spent all of my adolescent years, you know, I was in the projects being the only white kid playing basketball. And I, so I went to college to play basketball, and that was my whole life. Where was that? I was like 20 years old um, in Birmingham, Alabama. That's where I went to play college ball. Um, but you played right, ba- right, you basketball? Right outside of Birmingham, yeah. What was that, UAB? Uh, Wallace State. Wallace so, State. They were- so Wallace State line. So we would play like Sanford and, and those kind of schools. You never played Kentucky? No. They Murray, Murray State, which was – I don't give a shit about Murray State. <laughs> I'm a Kentucky man, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, man, it's just one of those things where I get so fired up and passionate about it um, because, you, you know, it, it's it's still um, such a glaring thing. And, and to see the kind of stuff that's happened on the TV, um, I always have so many thoughts. Um, and I, I wish that I could you, – you, you wish that you could get people to get in a room that were far on the side of, you know – the white supremacy and then then far on the side of the other and you you wish that you could let people just talk without shouting and and hear the both sides but i it's a crazy thing that it's 2017 and we're still yeah i mean i I, and i was i was pissed about too and i said i mean i i'll I'll be honest i took the post down i just took got too much shit for it and i was just like you know i'm i'm a I, I guess I'm the, I mean, yours is still up, but I, I guess I'm the wild man of country music that I'm not a race. Like, that's not yeah. what country music's supposed to be. I don't know where that fucking no, comes from, man. you know? And, and that's the thing. I think the the problem that I deal with so much, too, is that the things that are that are happening, whether it's, you know, s- some white person saying something terrible or, or this, you know, an, an act with something else, it doesn't represent the majority of us, you know, I feel like the majority of us feel like you and I do. So it's sad a lot of times that I feel like that's not in the forefront, you know, because there is a lot of, yeah, I think there's I'm a lot of love you. on both sides. Totally. I mean, it wasn't like all of America, you know, yeah. marching there, but it's still, you know, you don't like seeing that shit. And then all of a sudden, like, like the thing, the thing got me so pissed off is you writing that and what I, what I wrote and took, I was just, you know, that's not that's not political. It's not like it's like what are you? Yeah. All I got hearing this like you know you're a fucking snowflake. I, you know with what I wrote, which is not a political thing at all. I remember this one guy saying, "Oh, he probably voted for Hillary," and I just thought to myself, "What the fuck does any of that have to do with Hillary Clinton? Like none of it. It's He's, just about exactly loving people. like you yeah. Know what I mean, it's a it's a crazy thing. I don't hate black people. So and they're just like, oh, yeah. you fucking Hillary supporter. Like what the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah, that's someone with low intelligence. I'm sorry, but you it, know, it's just crazy. A, just like, and if it is that obvious, yeah, I mean, just like you know, what does that? I mean, it just drives me crazy. And how? Because I grew up. I don't know about you, but I grew up with more rock than even in Kentucky, I, I bluegrass too. everywhere. Yeah. I just, I just really, I really, um, I connected with you know, Zeppelin and Beatles and all that shit. So those guys were you know hippies. So I, I c- came from that world musically. So coming yeah. into country where it's like. They warn you, don't say shit about anything. Oh, I definitely got, you know, 
when when I first put that up, but I got a very positive response of it when I first put it up. You know, of course, you know, I get a call. And it's like, are you sure? I'm like, y'all need. Isn't I'm that gonna, crazy? I'm, I'm gonna you, do you, what you sure? Help. You sure you want to come out as non-racist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, look, man, this is. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I've, and I've, I've stuck to that. I told myself a long time ago that everything that I do in this town and musically. Um, I'm going to always stay authentic to what I feel and I'm not going to let anybody put me in a corner to be something that I'm not. Yeah, I mean so. when I when I talk when I talk about these fucking artists and like this shitty country I don't like. I I don't really to be honest, I don't even give a shit as long as they're authentic to themselves, you know. Like I've met Luke Bryan, he, the music he makes is the music he wants. That's what he likes, you know. It's just not the kind of shit I like. Mm-hmm. Same thing with whatever Florida Georgia and all that shit like that's who they are. Just don't be someone you're not. That's like a lot that really fucking bothers me. Yeah. And if you if you saw that thing on TV and you felt this way and you wanted to write it down, yeah, that's part of what's what's good and possibly bad about 2017. You can write it down and have all your fans read it. You know, yeah. And, I mean, it's uh, and you can sleep you can sleep well at night too. Yeah, 100. percent I felt that way, so I wasn't gonna let anybody tell me not to put it up. Yeah, it's, it'd be different. Like I I would get it if they were just like if you'd put a thing, you know. And there was you know in the pop world you can you can go on stage and support a, a candidate but in country yeah. it's just like you just got to be nothing and know? it's i mean that, that's the you know that's the main problem is it's people are getting so far one way or the other and there is no common ground it's either it's when you disagree with me then you're against me and that's the problem where there's no i can you can say something i don't like and i can say oh, i think you're full of shit but that doesn't mean that i'm going to dislike you, you yeah know that's I mean? my that's my problem too is it seems like nowadays it's you're either a, a communist or a nazi it's like there's nothing in between you know, you're a socialist yeah. or a fucking Nazi. Like, there's, there's just normal people hanging out. You know, yeah. There's not, there's, there's a lot of people. Most of the, of America's in the middle. You know. Anyway, I don't want to get polit. I don't want to get you in any more trouble. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. By by the way, do you like Chinese people? Uh, <laughs> Is there any races you don't like? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm all good with everybody, man. Okay, cool. That's yeah. that's not good for I'm, country music. I'm, but I'm all good with everybody. Okay, because maybe maybe find one race you hate that they'll yeah. get you back in with those. With those guys, maybe you know, maybe like uh, I don't know, just like find a small country, you know, that with a bunch of assholes in it. Just say you hate them, just, just to like just go with that, just to like get, yeah. always have somebody to hate. I think it's important for you to, to, to be successful in country music. I, I would, I, I really feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's any of my, um, any of my fan base. So I, I don't even, I don't even, yeah. I mean, I, so what I, do you look when you see look out in the audience now that you're getting? You know, doing bigger I, I shit, see, shit. What do you see? I, I see a super eclectic crowd, man. It's a um, it's a wide range of ethnicities. Um, it's a wide range of age ages. Um, I have a lot of, you know, you'll get the seventeen, eighteen year olds, and then I'll have, you know, all through the twenties and thirties, and I'll have lots of sixties and seventy year olds that are like, you know, we loved, we love Springsteen, we love Seeger, we love Jackson Brown, and then you know our. You know, sons and daughters, you know, turned us on to you, and now we just, you know, they're coming to all the shows, and they're they're all about it. So it's a it's a cool. That's thing cool because the new that. album, you know, is a little more um, classic rock than, than country. Yeah, in a I mean, lot there's a, there's you know, I, I grew up heavily influenced by, you know, and wild ones. You got the first feel of that. You know, I just I, I've I grew up really influenced by Jackson Brown. By the Eagles, by by Springsteen. I was just talking about Jackson Brown. Jack, Jackson Brown the other day. The um, what was his the live album that Run on an Empty? That's a great yeah. fucking record. He, I, I think he's one, if not the greatest lyricist that's ever lived. I mean, he's it's insane. Well, you know that song Rosie. Yeah, I didn't know. Someone just told me the other day it's about whacking off. I didn't know that. 
Rosie, you're I, all like, I don't, right. I don't know about that one. <laughs> when the lights go out, gotta hand it to me. That's what it is. Yeah, you might be the first to interpret it like that. No, no, someone told me that's what it yeah. is. It's it's about jacking off. Go listen to Rosie by Jackson Brown. You'll be jacking off in two seconds. Um, but yeah, listen to it again. Tr- trust me, he, the guy was right. I mean, the guy knew it, it was a songwriter. He knew his shit. Um, so uh, wait a second. It came out September and it's, it's almost dis- yeah. We're December. done. We're done Saturday. And that's it for the well the the for the for the plea the fifth tour. It's over, and then I'm gonna do five theaters. Just acoustic with me and Randy Rogers and Wade Bowen. Oh, that's so, killer. How'd you get into that? That's the, that's the Texas shit, right? Yeah. Um, me and Randy and Wade have, have crossed paths, you know, over the last two or three years, and we've all kind of been fans of what each other's doing. Um, you know, we they've always said that they've been digging what I've been writing, and, and the same goes for those guys. And, uh, and about a year ago, we talked about how cool it would be to go do some shows together. So, you know, it was hard to... We were gonna do some full band stuff, and then we were like, "No, no, they want to give their guys off in the year, and I want to do the same with mine." So we just said, "Let's let's go play some acoustic shows." So we put it together in the last two months, and and it's it's. I uh, gotta figure out a way to do that. Then I don't have to pay these fuckers. You know, <laughs> it it cuts a few costs. <laughs> yeah, because we're doing we're ending this sh- we're ending this year with a bunch of West Coast states. I'm like shipping these assholes out to fucking hey, LA. You know? What what you don't realize is, you know, what I didn't, you know, is you, you pay for all the sound in there, all the you know, the PA for everything, you know, and you're it, it's a it's a lot of cost, man. All the catering, everything when you start headlining it's it's a it's a whole lot that gets piled yeah, up. Yeah, well luckily I'm still in the smaller place. I we we you we ain't gotta worry about no catering right now. Um we're doing better than we thought we'd do, but it, we ain't it, we're not catering yet, you know. So um but I'll tell you what I got a lot of holiday and express points. I can Let put you, you up. I can put you up at a Holiday Inn Express for a Holiday month. Holiday Inn back in the day, we we toured for. We I got the same band I've had for years. And how'd you find him? Uh, just through town, just different scenes. Um, only we we recently replaced Dave Lapsley, who was my guitar player for twelve years. He he moved to Minneapolis, and so we got Dave Nasty now. But the the essentials of the band, we've been there since day one. And me and Adam and and Dave used to travel in my Jeep for years before I even had a record deal, and we would. You know, the, the game was fine. You know, I'd sell my own merch, and it was fine. Somebody that's going to let us crash on their floor. So Holiday Inn was a big deal whenever we got a chance to oh, yeah, rack I mean, up enough money to stay there. We slept in my Jeep many a times. Then we got to a 12-passenger van for years, and it was a— My uh, tour manager gets a hotel room now. I thought he was going to blow me yeah. when, he, when he heard that news. You know, it's <laughs> like people don't realize how, um, you know, how minimal it's got to be at the beginning yeah. to even— you know, It's like— to be selling enough T-shirts yeah, to sure. you, know, you know get to the next place because you know the CEA got on board with me before a record deal for like two or three years and but you know they put me in the front of whether it was Current and Trace Atkins or Rodney Atkins whoever and I'd have a weekend worth of shows but it was no pay and it was you better hustle and make some money off merch so so did you move out here more for because I know you you I came you, for song be a songwriter I was gonna say because you yeah, you I mean, have you have songwriting credits on pretty much all your stuff yeah right? and yeah until until the Luke songs came along um um and you know I was having some other stuff get cut before the artist came and then who cut your stuff uh Thompson Square had a couple back on that that first record that was so big of theirs and and Jake um yeah I mean there's there's been you know I guess three or four before before I signed the record deal, but I always wanted to sing my own stuff. But I mean, I, I came here to to write songs. That was so my did you, focus. Did, did you ever get to the point of making a living as a songwriter before that happened, or been enough to like? <sighs> no, I mean, I you know I feel like that was when I got signed to a songwriting deal was eight years ago, 
And that was kind of at the start of when iTunes and Spotify and that stuff was hitting. So unless you had the single, I made a little bit off of album cuts, but not enough to survive. I mean, yeah. that was just my draw, and that was it. I'm trying to do, I'm doing those songwriting sessions now, but I go in those rooms, you know, with these big time songwriters, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, you know, Pussy would fit perfectly right here. And they're just like, no, no, it ain't that kind of song. It's like, we need to get a hit here, you know. I'm, and I just don't, I don't know how to do it, you know. Yeah. I'm still working on it, you know. A love song without, you know, bitching it or something. But I'll, fi- I'll figure it out, I think, one of these days. Because I think what I'm doing, I'm kind of... I don't know how, I don't know if people would take it. You know, how they how would they would take it if you didn't have that in there now. Well, it's curious. I mean, that's kind of the only way to piss them off, I think, right at this point. Would be to, like, you know, put out an album, you know, f- put out an album with Florida Georgia Line, I think, would be the only way to piss... Because the whole point is to piss people off, so... I'm just trying to, I was just over at the studio with Dave Cobb who did my records. I was trying to brainstorm on how to fucking piss everybody off, which is not a good business model. I'm not telling anybody to do that, but it just makes me feel good to to do what people don't expect me to do. So you just got done making a record with Dave? No, no, I just was over there hanging out this afternoon. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're just talking about the third one right now. I'm trying to figure out what it's going to be. Did you make the first two with him? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, and, and who did who did your the, the new one for you? I did. Okay. Yeah, I produced the new record, and um, uh, Luke co-produced one, and um, Solo produced one. So he he produced uh, the Bull, and then um, he co-produced. I've yeah, it's been, funny. I've he, been he, around with me. He 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 texted me uh, a couple months ago. He's like, just sign, just produced. I think you really dig it. And he said, send me the Bull. Yeah. And it was it was cool. It was like it didn't sound like anything country music, you know. Yeah, I mean, country we're, music we're, is we're such a try to such put a, that out. Yeah, it's such a box, you know. It's tough, man. Um, it's 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 um, you know, and, and like you said, you know, a lot of this music has is definitely rock and roll influence. Where like in Europe, I'm on a rock and roll label. Um, so um, it's uh, it, it's tough, man, because I I feel like you know this is. You know, country music goes in waves. You know, even when, you know when you know I probably sh- you know hell I'll say this is gonna get me in trouble, but you know like when no one when was, Garth no one and those guys <laughs> when Garth and those guys were blowing up, you know like you know the guys like Waylon them were like this is this is pop, you know this is whatever, you know. So that was getting slammed on for a minute. Yeah, and then, it's and then funny it you say that because I, wave, and I, cause I, I st- because of that I still hate Garth and I put up shit. I put pictures of Garth and like fuck him. And my fucking fans lose their fucking minds. They're like, Garth is the yeah, king. You can't, you but can't, for someone yeah, my age, I'm older. It's like, you know, that was the guy who threw Willie and Waylon. You know, he, he didn't do it on purpose. But, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? But before that, before Waylon and Willie, you had like Webb Pierce and you had those guys. And then when Waylon and them were here, and they were like, this ain't, you know, this is, what is this? You know, and then Hank. And it, so it's, what, my point was that it's it's always moving in waves. And Shania hit and everybody's like, what is this? This is pop, you know. And now it's the, you know, so it's. It's always moving in certain waves, and um, you know this is this is uh, this is you know possibly the the most pop movement there has been. Um, so it it can be um, tough if you're not necessarily doing that thing at this particular time. And is it tough if because here's the thing I don't know about, but I've heard about is like apparently to get on the radio, which like I said I wouldn't know shit about, but you got to go do radio tours and like meet ra- you know go fly around America and meet the radio programmers yeah I mean I, I did that I did that uh, before I put out as I was putting out my first single and before what uh, was that like I'll, I'll be honest man you know it, it I had a good experience um, it was tough you know I mean you were every morning you were getting up and playing 
in something, you know, a, a conference room somewhat like this, you know, at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you were jumping on a plane and playing at another station by lunch, and then at dinner time you were playing oh. in the waiting room of the damn Texas Roadhouse or something, you know. And so it was the the most strenuous thing that I've ever done. Seriously. I did it for six months, but it was uh, – I met a lot – I did, man. I met a lot of good people. I met people – you know, that became really good friends of mine, Nate Deaton and 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 uh, DJ Stout and, and Swedberg and some of these guys that I, I I truly had you know a good time hanging out with them. Yeah, the DJs buddies. who play my shit, which is rare, some DJs will edit themselves and play it, and I'm some of those I'll meet. They're cool dudes. Yeah, but I just don't want to see them at four in the five in the morning. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, nonstop for fucking yeah, six months. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. I got I I felt like I was sick. You know. You know, once every two weeks, just from all the travel and no sleep, and it, it was it was a tough time. I mean, is it, is there a lot of? I mean, you seem like the kind of guy, who pro, you know, doesn't like to take a lot of shit. Like, have you had to push back management like, oh, label a lot? Man, I mean, it's been um, shit, man. It's been so much. Um, yeah. Any I'm, example? Uh, any examples that you're allowed to talk about? Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I, um. I got, you know, I got to be, you know, even, even like with the, uh, you know, I was just trying to make a point a minute ago that the, the, the genre is always, I can hear people now with the, with the Gar statement. It wasn't that I was, it's, it's, the genre is always moving and that was considered. Yeah, he didn't what, say, he didn't say anything negative yeah, about that. <laughs> it's like, I did. You know, so, um, man, there's just been so many things from imaging to, you know, I, I write my, you know, a lot of my video treatments with my buddy, uh, PJ Brown. And, you know, when you're. You know, if you've seen the video of the bull, you know, and it's 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 tough, man, because a lot of times uh, labels, management, you know, and it's it's not it's not a knock. They want the best for you, but it becomes like you know, kind of like a factory, and you, you yeah, it's you're, just like you're this, reg- this, this, this is worked what for, works. This worked for somebody exactly. else. Exactly. So, anytime I bucked and tried to do it my way, or even you know, even like with the Wild Ones record, I mean, that was complete pushback. Where it was like, what are you doing? This doesn't sound anything left all night. And I was like, well. I've already made that record. I'm not making that shit again. This is what we're doing on this one. This is the way we're going. So imaging so much with that, you know, they a lot of they won't slick. You know, they won't slick. Let's go to a field. Let's take this picture. Let's just get like a straight on shot. I'm like, fuck that. We're gonna do something. Let's do you know, the wild ones cover. You know, that was like, well, what are you doing? What is this? You know, but um You have to fight for your cover? Oh man, dude. You gotta it, Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I'm uh that's, I don't know if I could do I mean, I'm on a, my own. I, mm. I started my own label. Yeah. I own everything. I mean, I own the mat. I could take them off the shelves tonight if I wanted to. I own every single part of it. Sometimes I think, you know, I might could use a little maybe more input, but it's just, but what you're getting is raw me, you know. But, but you know. Um, the the beauty now, though, is that is that with this crazy, passionate fan base that we've got and there's become a, a trust in the steps that have been taken – and I've, uh, you know, Cindy Mabe came in and kind of took over a lot of stuff, you know, um, on the on the Universal side as far as that goes. And she's just been a massive believer. Who's that? And Cindy Mabe that's over at Universal. And um, and and so, you know, and Duncan for that matter too. They just it, it really became this thing of everybody step back and, you know, let Kip do what he wants to do. With yeah. The, see if it, see if his way works. Yeah. So you know, and and Slowheart that was. It's so rare in this town where they just said, you go produce it, 
go make yeah, it. I was go gonna cut s- whatever songs you want, and that's a the, that kind of freedom is is a rare. I was gonna thing. say there's there's no way any label will let you produce it yourself. No, nah, they're, they're just they're they're totally behind me. So that that's a unique rare thing. You, you but that's think, taking time to get there. Do you think that's something you're, you're looking at doing more? Maybe producing other acts? Or? Um, you know, there's people that have asked. You know, since this record's come out, you know, I even even like with the label, you know, like what I want to do, work on these projects. It's just at this point right now, no. I'm too bogged that's down. Not why, that's own. not why you did it. You did it just because you yeah, wanted that's control just, over Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I co-produced the first two and was heavily involved in the first two, but I just, I had spent so much time with Slow Heart and all the songs and, 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 and playing so many of these parts and getting them all down on recorders and I had it all layered out and I had everything set before I went in to actually track. So it was, I just knew exactly what I wanted. I knew, I knew how to get it. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is that way? You, if you if you if you can't, if you got the talent to produce your own album, producers are expensive. Why spend the money? You know, you know. I've, I, yeah, I've, I've dropped a lot of money in that. In that. <laughs> that yeah, and it doesn't seem like your money at the time until you start selling records and you yeah. don't get it back. Yeah, you, know? you always hear the the recoup thing, and it's like, well, shit, it's still my money. I mean, it's still coming out of that. You know. So. Oh yeah, I mean, like I'm just I'm just now starting to make some money from my first record. I was like, yeah. they're telling me it's a fucking man, it's a fucking hit, and it for an independent album, it's a hit. I'm like, all right, cool. How about t- fifty bucks, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for lunch or something like that. <laughs> Wouldn't take you to lunch, but you're gonna pay for that yeah. too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's no fucking free money in this. Yeah. This, you this, you this learn time. that whole game pretty fast. Yeah. When you again, when it's like you said, when it's your shit, you start learning that shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The Holiday Inn Express. Let's go to the one an hour outside of town instead of the yeah. city center or whatever the fuck it is. Sorry, I'm drinking my healthy juice. Some yeah, asshole. I, I, I didn't. I didn't take you for a healthy juice drinker. So what happened was, I just met. I was just working with some asshole, and he just shakes my hand. He goes, "Sorry, man, you just getting over a cold." I'm like, "Well, stay the fuck home, man." <laughs> and then a buddy of mine is like, "Did you shake that guy's hand?" I'm like, yeah. "Yeah." He's like, "Me too." There's this juice place down the street. I'm drink. I'm chugging this thing. Yeah. I don't. Where is uh, that from? It says it says it's just called Juice Nashville. The Juice Nashville. Um, hey, Ju- the Juice Nashville, if you're listening, you want to um, sponsor my podcast? <laughs> Three bottles of juice, and we'll give you an ad. Although we just gave you the ad, so you got to give me the juice now. Um, I don't know that I believe that juice actually helps you, you know, can ward off a cold, but I hope you know it's worth a shot. I just saw him drinking it. I was like, well, I got, I got to get one. You're too. screwed, man. You've already got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's over. This is my last interview ever. That's it. We're done. So what's the? Are you? Are you the kind of guy, kind of like me, the second you get out of the studio, you're already thinking about the next one? Yeah, I mean, I actually just, um, th- th- I took my first break, though, after Slow Heart, when I finished it. Um, and I've just started back writing pretty heavy. I mean, I just got back from uh, recording one a minute ago. I'm already I'm already looking ahead to album four now. You're actually recording for album yeah. four? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm already putting together demos for album okay. four. I'll go in and retract, but I mean, I'm already writing and in that headspace now yes yeah, it's, it's, a lot of people do i mean i don't really do i just put it down with me in an acoustic because i don't need that you know, you know I, I there's some that are like that um a lot of slow heart was the demo was me layering tracks with nothing but vocals so i would sing the beat and then i would sing what the rhythm guitar is gonna be doing through the through the first verse through the first chorus I would sing the counter counter melody that's going to be going on with the other guitar. Then I would sing the bass line. I'd stack all the tracks, the harmonies, everything. Where the guitar player's like, dude, just let me fucking play. Yeah. <laughs> so I would then I would go in and I'd be like, all right. So you know, I'd, I'd let you know, 
McNally or whoever here, all right, you know, this this part right here in this section. And, and then you give the freedom, too, to come up with your own stuff. And those guys are brilliant. They come up with their own stuff. But for the most part, you know, I, I had, you know, all of it dissected and exactly what I wanted. Cool, yeah. I mean, it's 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 good. To, I wish I knew. Had I mean, I always have. What I've learned is I always have a vision for the album in my head, and then what comes out is hopefully something better than that. You know, something new. The reason I like to do a demo is because I like to live with the song in the in the form that I first heard it, and if I live with it long enough, I can be like, all right, well, I missed the uh, the the intensity of the lyric and the music is not is not meeting properly right here. So I can, if I live with it long enough, then. I can start correcting what I'm what I'm hearing. Have you ever had one where you do it and then you listen to it long enough, you just start forgetting it, and you're just like, it's not holding up. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean that that I'll step away from it, come back, and be like this song shit, you know, yeah. and I, you know, or or, I, or there's been plenty of songs where I just I felt like, all right, well I didn't write a very good song today. Then I I come back to it, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I might have something here. And that's, that's or even if there's a lyric here or there, you know. Yeah. Because I've been doing, like I said, doing more of the songwriting sessions and. There's days where I'm just, I was like, man, this is a fucking wasted day. You know, I wrote two pieces of fucking shit, you know. <laughs> um, but I guess it's all a learning experience, yeah. I guess. I just try to, I try to get through it. Um, uh, you know, for me, it's all kind of a sharpening tool, tool. Even when I can't stand what I'm really doing, I try to get through it and make something out of it. But you So, know, like, I, you, how many songs on, on Soul Heart? Thirteen. How many songs would you write for have 13 for that one uh about 45 45 I mean, you went in there yeah. with 45 that you felt i mean like i that's how many that i'd written between wild ones and slow heart you know with a new record in mind um mm -hmm. so it was wedging out all of that stuff i recorded i recorded 23 and kept those 13 yeah that's that's the only thing where you and i are different now i have two songs 11 two albums 11 songs each and i've recorded 11 each time yeah because the goal was 10 was 10 I was like, I'll just record one more for safety. And I'm, at the yeah. time, I was just like, yeah, just put all fucking 11 on there. Because yeah. I'm scared, you know, a few will be a dud, you know. But I guess yeah. I just can't make duds. I don't know. Yeah, I just do good. But yeah, I'd like to get in the studio and you know, do that. Make 23. So, and you'll, you think you'll put out the rest of that stuff sometime, at some point? I, I hope. You know, an entire record got shelved in between Wild Ones and Up All Night. Um, no, I'd I I'd written an entire record that got shelved. Um Written and just, recorded? Yeah. They just said it was too left field. And um, so I had to, you know. What does that do to your head? Because I hear that. I, it messed me up. I hear that. Honest, I, hear, I hear that shit around here. It's like, that doesn't yeah. happen in other genres of music. Man, you don't, it, you don't it, make uh, albums and they, that go on the shelf. It, uh, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I feel like there's been some moments throughout my career where I've, I've faced some pretty um, uh, dark really, really dark head spaces um, where I felt like I slipped into some pretty deep depressions. And I don't feel like, um, I feel like I've always been a, you know, a fiery, intense, passionate person, but I feel like until I was doing this for living, I didn't face that because there's such a, a constant judgment scale, whether you're up there singing, whether you're up there recording, turning in stuff, writing, you know, there's just that constant thing of, well, it's is, hard this, to put, is this good enough? Put you know? yourself out there, then when they yeah. tear you down, it hurts even more. So, yeah. So when you say, you know, it's tough on you that shelving that record, 
like explain a little bit more like what were you just what was your what were you feeling um you know I, you, you turned it in thinking yeah, it was yeah, a great, you yeah, were, you were really yeah happy i still it. believe in it um i still you know there were songs like hang a while that fans have have you know that i've played throughout the years at, li at live shows that they've been like you know that's a constant you see signs everywhere for hang a while for uh break my heart for you know these songs that i that i still believe in um and, and you know for me it was um i've you know, you you know how it goes. I moved here when I was 21, 22 years old, and every ounce of my energy was invested in the music. So, you know, I, I turned down you know full time jobs. I'd only work odd jobs at night, this and that. So all my time was focused on writing and practicing, and preparing myself for when it actually happened. And I you know I played gigs, I did all that stuff, but everything was was focused on making it. You know, you look up, you're 28, you're 29 years old. Your friends they got the 401k, they got their families, their babies. Yeah, yeah. And you start to feel like the loser that's living in the garage apartment and all that stuff. So you're facing all that, then you finally have a taste of what you've been working for. With the, the first record exploded, you know, it went platinum, and it was. Um, so you feel like, all right, I'm, I'm I'm about to get this thing, and then that that happens, then you you question everything musically in your head. Um, have I lost my mojo? Do do I know how to write anymore? You know, because. Yeah, is there even a second yeah, album? Yeah. yeah, am I? Is this is this all done now? Well, I'd be know? telling so, my grandkids that I made a one yeah, record. So it's uh, it's a it's a complete mind screw. It's a it's a tough thing, man. And so so what happened? You just get yourself back up. They do it. Yeah, you know, one? I was I was in a I was in a dark place for a minute. But did you fight them about it? Like fuck you, this is. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I tried, um, but it was like. Right, if you won't, we're not putting any of this out, you know. So it was, it was just it. So well, what was the reasoning behind it? Um, they felt it was, uh, you know, they just they felt it was, it was nothing for radio, pretty much. They felt it was too they aggressive. Can't, they can't sell it. Yeah, they felt it wasn't commercial enough, and it was. Um, so, uh, felt it was too much of a, like a, like a personal thing, and it wasn't, you know, it had, didn't have the commercial ability that the first one had. So it was, which I still think, had we had taken some gambles and some shots, I still believe that some of the stuff would have worked. Um, but for me it was just all right you know after i got through that that headspace it was you know i've 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 had a tight group of people you know my dan couch weston these people blair and troy and that have continued you know kept continuing to believe in what i was doing and it was just going back to the drawing board i mean like anything else i mean looking back on it now do you think it was maybe good for you that that you went through that i do because wawans was such an underground cult record it didn't sell the amount of copies that the first one did i didn't have number ones off of that record but the fan base that was you know we created a big fan base around up all night but the wild ones record tripled it i mean all of a sudden i was seeing us go from you know selling a thousand tickets to 1500 tickets to three and four and five thousand tickets it, it, and, and 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 you know how it is we're not talking fucking soft tickets we're not talking yeah. your your festival where it's ten dollar fifteen you're just part of the i'm talking Forty, fifty dollar your tickets and just your show, we started seeing you know this crazy thing that was happening and I people sang up all night that record people sang people shouted wild ones it was a different kind of thing. So in the what crowd. you're saying so the the second album comes out it's not as big as the first album sales but but everything's growing. It created it it created an identity I felt like and it created that it. it it made my own lane, if that makes sense. And yeah, there was yeah. something that people grasp and and, and, and th wrap, think, wrap their th hands around. I think around what it is record. is just like, you know, that guy who's at first on my Doug, he's in it. He's he's not going anywhere, you know. 
He's sticking yeah. it out. Yeah, you know, I got his back because my I, I would say it's the same story. My second album hasn't done anything close to what my first one has, but the shows have gotten bigger, which when you think about it, doesn't make any sense. You yeah, know? you'd think everything would grow together, but just the shows have been getting bigger yeah. and bigger. And, and I think you know, I think there's, um, yeah, I mean, I you know, you, every artist. You know, when I say this, once again, you know, people can misinterpret what I'm saying. Um, you know, Merle Haggard said, always said, I'm dreaming of one last hit. You know, Tom Petty, um, he didn't write for radio. He wrote what was inside of him. He just knew how to write great hooky songs. But he always wanted that commercial success. He wanted to have hit songs. Everybody's always has always wanted to have hit songs. And that's how you get people to hear you that would not have a chance to hear you. But I do think that there's... There's some artists that are completely dependent upon radio to the minute that that goes away. There hasn't really been anything substantial in the music to hold them up through a lull. And I oh, think yeah, that that's what Wild Ones did for us. Yeah, I've, I've met dudes who, you know, had number one songs and they couldn't sell out a club, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. It's just like, if you're just making it to get a hit, then I think that people can see through it, maybe. You know, this guy's not, why should I invest my... Cause Buying a ticket, doing going out, getting a babysitter, doing all that's a lot of to invest in an artist. You're not gonna do it for some guy who's just like trying to make a buck, you know. I had a I had a moment the other night in Detroit. Probably that and a show in Australia are my two favorite shows I've ever played in my whole life. The Detroit show was it was so special. We just played it recently. And I had that moment of it was pouring raining outside, freezing cold. Um, wind was crazy, and I was looking outside my bus, and there was a four-block line to go into the Fillmore. Um, and it's a big venue, and just um, how big? I think the Fillmore holds three. Okay, it's a big theater. Um, but it's uh, just looking at that, and I feel like Wild Ones was a part of that, and then Slowheart has capitalized off of Wild Ones, but but seeing how that those people waited two and three hours out there in that because they weren't even opening the doors you know now because of all the shootings and stuff it's gotten so hard to get in to where it takes forever and these people and that's that was when the when it hit me probably more than ever of how special the fan base is and and how grateful i am was that was a powerful moment for me yeah well i mean that's got to be the big i mean the big jump i would think is you know or at least for me you know going from clubs to like 2000 like that's huge 2000 is you can't see the people. It's just a giant mass of mm-hmm. screaming. You know, a club is, you know, a guy farts and you can hear it, you know. Yeah. Or a guy yells at you and you <laughs> just, it just, it move, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's, 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 it's an event then. It yeah. goes from just like the entertainment at the bar to like, you know, the, one of the things people are doing that night. Um, so, and, and do you feel like, would you ever do, um, Put out now, and you feel like you now got the the success that you could just put out your own album, do it your own way, you know. Well, I feel like I've done that with the last two. Yeah, I mean, I made the records is the the exact records I want. Like Wild Ones was the record I wanted to make, and I even got I got I got a lot of pushback on that one. You know, even coming off the record that got shelved, but then we put out a couple singles, and they was working. So I was like, oh, okay. And I'll take the turning point was 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 when. When the whole label came to a couple shows, we had these weekend shows on Wednesdays and Thursday nights that were, you know, packed to the guilds in New York and I think Philly and and just seeing an entire record. We played the entire record. Fuck Philly, by the way, dude. Start a dude, a dude, a dude threw a beer can at, <laughs> hit me in Philly. So fuck Philly, that place. Philly can be wild, man. 
but I think that was the turning point is the people, you know, the, you know, the, the label seeing every word sing back from the entire record. And it was like, oh, oh, you know, so with Slow Heart, I had complete freedom. So, you know, with both of those records, I made exactly what I wanted to make. And this next one that I make will be completely different than those three. So, so what's your, I always like to ask people like kind of what their kind of advice would be. Um, if you're a guy moving out to Nashville to quote unquote make it, what would you, what would you tell them after what you've been through? Oh man. Um, First off, I, I damn sure don't have the answers. Um, there's so many people that do it so many ways. You know, um, I was talking to an artist the other day, man. He's shit. He moved here two years ago, and he's already got a you know record deal, song on the radio, and so that 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 path is a lot different than mine. Um, for me, just personally speaking, it's I feel like I feel like that kind of stuff. You know, if I think about the nights, you know, laying in my bed, living in this shithole that I lived in, and I remember I couldn't afford heat, and I remember it was nine degrees outside. Is this here, Georgia? This was in Nashville. Okay. And it was nine degrees outside, and I was laying in my bed, you know, trying to go to sleep and watching my breath, kind of. Um, and I'd already been riding that entire day, the entire night, and... uh it was there was just such a burning desire to 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 make it happen. I would lay on the floor after work, you know, and I would listen to all of my favorites: Jackson Brown, uh, mainly Christopherson, Willie Nelson, um, Pearl Jam records, whatever it was. And I always was always studying and trying to figure out why did I like these artists so much? What what wasn't? They were always it was always authenticity with all those with all those artists. And I feel like. This is a very copycat town. Whenever something's happening, everybody wants to to do that thing. Well, that that road's already gone, you know. And I feel like you might catch the tail end of it, and you might have a little bit of success on it. But if you are not authentic to yourself, I, you know, in, in in you don't make this not the number one pri- priority, but the only priority is putting all your time and focus and energy on this. Um, I don't think you can create anything great unless you're doing it that way, and I think the fans will see through it at some point. So you're saying you know, the example is you know you're you need it so bad that you can that you're fucking you can see it's so cold you can see your own breath, but you ain't fucking you ain't gonna complain. You're, yeah, you're not moving. I, I had a songwriter come up to me not long ago, and he said, "Hey man, I you know your record's one of the reasons I moved to town. You know I moved here and I've been here for a year now, and you know you." You know, you got any advice? And I was like, man, you know, I, I, I really don't. You know, I, I, I don't know how it all works. I just know that I, you know, I work my ass off, and I don't know what else to tell you. Unfortunately, you know? I always that used to always kill me too. It's just like if the the answer is unfortunately just you just got to work your ass off. Yeah, it's not the answer I wanted to hear or anybody yeah. else wanted to hear, which is you just got to work harder than anybody else. He was telling me though that he had a full time job, um, working for some company or whatever. And I was like, wait a minute, like you moved here to be a songwriter. He was 25 years old, and he said, yeah, you know, but, you know, I got to, you know, I got to feed myself, you know, I'm, you know, I was like, so when are you writing? And he was like, well, you know, I got a day off, you know, once a week or whatever, and I was like, and I just kind of, you know, I kind of laughed. I was like, that ain't going to fucking work. Yeah, that's funny you say that, because I was talking to a guy the other day, pretty successful guy, and he said, a friend of his, his son was thinking about getting into music, and wanted to talk to him, he had an offer for a good job, and was trying to decide between that and music, and the guy goes, there's your answer right there. I didn't make... For, it wasn't a choice for me. If, if it's a choice for him, don't, tell him not to do it. If he's thinking about it, you know, yeah. no one wants to hear music made by a guy who might want to do it. I agree. 
you know. Um, so yeah, well, again, thanks again for stopping by. It was you really bet, cool man. talking to you. You bet, dude. Um, I meant to c- kind of rip on you at all, but we, unfortunately we got along. So <laughs> it's always a bummer. Maybe next time. Maybe yeah, next maybe, time. yeah, I'll find I'll find some things to shit on you about um, soon. But I got nothing right now. You, you're cool. Seem like a cool dude. I should have maybe texted Luke and gotten some of your dirty. Jerry would have had some. Yeah, but yeah. again, um, I appreciate you stopping by and um, uh, let's write a song sometime. You know anything that rhymes with pussy? I do not. Because t- that's, that's the one we're having trouble with. But anyway, that's it. We'll turn it off here. But thanks again for stopping by. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. All right, that was my interview with Kip Moore. Cool dude. We hung out afterwards, chatted, and um, I like the guy. Um, see you fuckers later.